The Daily Rios, episode 450. On podcasting, a top five. Hey everyone, this is your host, Peter. On Twitter back in March, Julian Lytle popped up a tweet that said, Podcasting is 15 years old. Interesting on just how much it has changed in this time. To which I replied, and how much it hasn't changed, comics podcasting especially. And then he followed that up with, This is true. I feel comics podcasting and tech podcasting, some of the early and real standout communities, have been seriously left behind as podcasting has become a part of the media landscape money-wise. Now, Julian Lytle is a longtime podcast listener and creator. He's also the creator of the webcomic Ants, host of the Ignorant Bliss podcast, co-host on Culture Trappin'. You might have heard him on episodes of CGS. He uh, has just been nominated, along with Sean Pryor, for a Glyph Awards, which is going to be presented at the East Coast Black Age of Comics convention in May here in Philadelphia. And I just got my hands on a really awesome Legion of Superheroes sketchbook from Julian that if you ever see him at a convention, you should really ask him about it because it's pretty awesome. Now, those small comments that we made back and forth on Twitter really are part of a much larger conversation that I would love to have with Julian at some point. Podcasting did begin 15 years ago in 2004, more or less. Uh, there's a lot to cover in the in the topic of podcasting, especially for those of us that jumped in the game way early. We've seen this medium change and grow, and we've been part of large communities. So yeah, it's a it's a huge conversation, but I think for another time. I did, however, get a quick idea on the topic of podcasting, and I thought it fit nicely here for this pseudo-anniversary episode, and it's on the idea of how comics podcasting has and hasn't changed. And I thought, okay, what could I say that could maybe help newer or new comics podcasters help them maybe to stand out more or to keep them from falling into the same old traps or ultimately help them to change the conversation of comics podcasting and maybe change the landscape for the better. So consider this another installment of On Podcasting, which was a topic that I did for a few episodes years ago, and I'll put links in the show notes for those episodes uh, should you want to hear more about you know some of the early stuff that I thought about podcasting here on The Daily Rios. With this topic, with this pseudo-anniversary, episode 450, I'm going to wrap it up into a top five. And it's a top five things that might set you apart or top five things that will make you sound like a serious comics podcaster, or top five things that are no longer acceptable in the comics podcasting landscape, or top five things that will help comics podcasting grow up a bit. As I said, maybe this is for people thinking about getting into podcasting, or you maybe only have, you know, six months behind you. 
because established podcasters are pretty set in their ways, me included, and I'm sure that they, I'm sure they may not agree with some of the things I'm going to say. Maybe they will feel that I'm a, that I'm calling them out a little bit, and you know what? Maybe I am. So here we go. Here's number one. Learn how to pronounce names. It is no longer enough to give the disclaimer of something to the effect of, I'm sorry for butchering your names, but here goes. You don't want people getting your name wrong over and over, right? So why is it okay to get creator names wrong? In the past 15 years of comics podcasting, there have been enough audio and video interviews conducted that a quick search for a name is not that much effort. Now, sure, if it's off the top of your head and you're riffing, I totally get that. But if you're doing a review and and you want to be a quote-unquote serious comics podcaster and you want to do interviews, you want to build a listenership, you wrote some notes, if you're saying creator names, because you should when you're doing a review, find out how to say their names as best you can. Listen to other interviews, go to YouTube, see if they've said their own name in any of those interviews, and at the very least, find a random person with their same exact last name or first name or whatever that maybe has nothing to do with comics and see if they say their name, because at least you'll be closer to the correct pronunciation than if you just butcher it yourself. Or, here, here's a thought, ask on Twitter. You may not get a response, but you might. And they might even say, oh, wow, you know what? They're talking about talking about my book, and they went out of their way to ask this question. They want to be precise. That's awesome. Maybe that creator will listen to your podcast. Maybe they'll even offer to join your podcast for that episode. If you're spending time to talk about a book, it's not going to take that much more time to find a pronunciation. Image Comics, formed in 1992 by several creators unhappy with their current place in the industry. So they band together to make a new comics company for a new generation of readers. Creator-owned, mutants, cops, black ops government agents, demon-possessed, and they are going to be the greatest comics ever. In April of 1992, the first issues hit the stands, and fandom resounded with cries of... Pouches? Why are there so many pouches? pouches? What, you don't like pouches? All the Pouches, an Image Comics podcast, is one fan's exploration of those early years of Image Comics. Youngblood, The Savage Dragon, Spawn, and more, with maybe even a few pouches along the way. So come give a listen at johnreadscomics.com. That's John with no H. Just you can spell it right. Number two, and this one might hurt. A page-by-page, blow-by-blow description of a comic without any kind of added thought or critique is not a review. 
what you just did was a book report. Let that sink in. If all you are planning to do is go through a comic and just tell the reader what happened, like a dry Wikipedia synopsis, that's a book report. And if that's all you want to do, great, fine. You can stop listening, go to number three. But if that's the way you want to talk about a review and you're wrapping it up under something that you're calling a review, nope, 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 and nope. I see it in online written reviews. I hear it on podcasts. I see it in theater reviews. A summary of what you read or saw with no other editorializing is not a review. That's not to say you can't do an episode like that or you can't start a review like that. I do it all the time on my shows. Give a quick synopsis. Make sure you you read off the creator's list and then go into your discussion, right? But if you're going to go on to that review of a comic, a trade, a movie, whatever, have something to say. Talk about the art. Talk about how the story made you feel. Make connective pieces to the issues prior or to a character's overall history. Talk about the creators. How did this work differ differ from uh, one of their other works? How does it play with the same beats? Do they have similar themes, etc., etc., etc.? A review should give a listener something different from their own experience of just reading it themselves. Find an angle. How did the book work as a single issue, as part of a larger story arc? Did the sequential artwork make sense? How was the coloring? How did the panel layout work? Do page terms help with the pacing? I'm not saying you have to go all breakdowns style on it. Just make sure you're giving us your thoughts. That's why we're listening. Your listeners want to connect with you. They want to get to know why they should be listening to you. And over time, the hope is that they will resonate with your particular comics reading history, with your reviews, with what you bring to your podcast because of your other areas of interest. They hopefully will like the way you talk about comics. Or they 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 will like how you make them think about comics in new and different ways. That's a review. So do reviews, not book reports. Comic Source is a podcast focused solely on comics. With up to 10 episodes a week, we talk about the big publishers like DC, Marvel, and Image, but also have dedicated episodes for smaller publishers like Valiant Sundays and Aftershock Mondays. Weekly creator interviews, spotlights on current titles, breakdowns of big series and events, plus our classic Marvel chronology reading orders every Saturday. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, your favorite podcasting app, or at lrmonline.com. Number three. This is a silly one that uh, I'm, I'm just tired of hearing, mostly. And it's about mainstream comics and mainstream comic covers, probably aimed towards established podcasters. But again, if you're a newer podcaster or, or you're going to be a podcaster, think of this uh, next subject. Covers these days are narrative. 
Stop saying you miss narrative covers because you just sound old. (laughs) DC and Marvel are giving you covers with content that is reflective of what's going on inside. They're giving you blurbs, they're giving you dialogue, they're giving you action. Variant covers don't count, they're not part of this conversation. Those are made to sell for the cover, for the art, right? It's an art thing, or in Marvel's case, a thematic thing that really, truly has nothing to do with the inside. I get it, but that's variants. Regular mainstream comics, on the average, have been doing what older podcasters have been asking for, for years. So for you newer podcasters, if you want to be different and fresh and uh, elevate the conversation, do some research. Look at multiple titles, look at their covers, go find a gallery. Before you try to throw out the same old generalized and outdated thought about comic covers, do your research. Mainstream covers, DC and Marvel, on the average, are giving what we've been complaining about for a long time. So stop with that criticism. Thanks. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Guys, keep it down. I'm trying to talk here. My name is George Hamm. I was one of the hosts of the George and Tony Entertainment Show, a podcast you probably never heard of. I have a new project scheduled to start this spring, and I hope you'll give it a listen. More importantly, though, I, along with my co-hosts, will be participating in live stream for the cure this year. We hope you'll help fight cancer by listening to this podcasting telethon hosted by the Epic Film Guys, May 17th through the 19th, 2019, and contributing to the cause. For more information, check out livestreamforthecure.com. This promo is under construction, so keep your ears open for updates on my new project. And oh yeah, cancer! Number four, and this next one really grates on me to the point that I'll stop listening to an episode when I hear it because I think it's incredibly arrogant, it's a little entitled, and it has to do with how podcasters handle spoilers. Stop shaming your listeners for not reading everything you've read. Here's what happens. A host or a co-host will be casually talking about a comic or movie or whatever, and maybe they'll want to dip into another comic, another movie, especially if it's a classic. And inevitably, you're going to hear something of this nature. Okay, listeners, spoilers for a comic that came out 30 years ago. Or they'll say something like, spoilers for a movie that is 25 years old, etc., etc., etc. And they say it with that tone. In essence, what that host is saying is, spoilers for a comic that you should have read by now. Or spoilers for a movie that, ugh, I can't believe you haven't seen yet. That's really what they're saying. And you know what? Not every listener is your age or has your experience. Not every listener has the time to read everything, even if they are your age. How many times do I hear people complain about comics not doing enough to get new readers? But then these podcasters 
want new readers to absorb the entirety of comics canon in, what, a year, six months? Sorry, that's just bullshit. Give the warning and just talk. Don't be condescending about it. Don't be a fanboy. Just talk. You know, maybe give enough time for the listener to hit pause or forward, especially if you are talking about a classic, because I feel why should a new reader to comics not have the same opportunity to experience a classic on their own that you had? And if it's just a random comic or movie, whatever, you know, that's fine. But you know what? The ending of Watchmen, let them get to it in their own time. Don't shame them because they haven't read it yet. Really, it's like you're saying, spoilers for an issue that I read when you weren't even born. Haha, <laughs> I got there first. It's stupid. I hate that when podcasters do it. I hope it's something I haven't said. I've been trying to really not do anything like that in recent years. I don't think I was someone who ever did that um, because I've been hearing it a lot and it's it's really dickish, I think. Say you have spoilers, put the spoilers out, let the listeners, you know, give them enough warning, let them decide what they want to do, but don't browbeat your listeners because they haven't absorbed everything in pop culture the way you have. Once in every generation, there comes a podcast that changes the course of human history and echoes on throughout eternity. This is not one of them. Look, folks, if you just want a fun podcast where an average fella, alone with nothing but his thoughts, gushes about comics, movies, TV, books, and just anything else that crawls into his tiny little mind, then give the Stephen or Else podcast a chance. I mean, what have you got to lose? Except maybe your sanity. The Stephen or Else podcast. It's a one-man nerd show. Okay, that's the promo. You're welcome. And finally, number five. And this one absolutely speaks to comics podcasting as a whole and where I think it has come to over the years. So if you're doing a review, a comic book review, a movie review, if you're just talking about TV or it's a general discussion, start with the positive. The quote-unquote positive. I say it that way because I want to be very clear here. I'm not saying you have to be positive. I'm not saying you always have to be positive. And I'm not saying you can't have criticism. What I'm saying is when you're starting an episode discussion, you're giving general thoughts about a review, or you're getting into the meat of a discussion, start from the positive side of the critique. Start from the thoughts that are actually harder to begin with. Because talking negatively is easy. We are conditioned to respond against things that are not what we want, or God forbid, not what we expected. Oh, the horror. You know, whereas when you get what you want, you sometimes have less to say because you're satisfied. What is What else is there to say, right? Oddly, for many podcasters, Trying to explain why they liked something is hard, or it comes across as generic. You know, you'll hear them say, I liked it because I liked it. Okay, great, that's a good start, but why? Work beyond that. 
right? How did it make you feel? What were the surprises? What was your reaction? This can be hard for people, but that's the point. You have to keep in mind that listeners are listening because they enjoy your show or they enjoy your thoughts or you as a host. So why would you want to start from a negative place that might put your listeners in some kind of confrontational listening position? I'm not even talking about being contrarian or being a devil's advocate. That's not what I'm talking about. If you're constantly negative and it's not part of some kind of overall podcasting shtick, fight to be different because we are swamped with negativity. If anything has held back comics podcasting or comics reviews or, God, again, God forbid when people use this, comics journalism, whatever that is, it's either the fanboy negativity even in stuff that is enjoyed, or it's the snark factor because you want to be seen as someone who only enjoys the right kind of entertainment. I think it really comes down to this. Decide what kind of podcast you want to have, the easy route or the hard route. And maybe you want to be negative. Maybe that's your hook. Okay, fine. But if all you can do when you talk about comics is always talk about the negative... You're being lazy. How can you sustain that? Why would you want to sustain that? And where do you think you're going to build a community out of that? Now, I've been criticized over the years for espousing this mantra, for wanting to be positive, but then people try and throw it back to me when I get negative. And I do. I can. I can be negative. Because in their shallow way of thinking, they think I'm going against what I believe. Because in their way of thinking, there is no mid-ground, right? You're either for or against. I like it, therefore it's good. Or I don't like it, therefore it's bad. Now what they're missing is what I said before. I'm not saying you can only talk about positive things. And I'm not saying you have to always be positive when talking about comics. What I'm saying, what I've always said, and will... And what will make you stand out, which is the point of this, is start from a place that worked for you. Engage your listenership. Bring them into the conversation because that's the harder commentary. That's the stuff that should build a community. Because look, I get it. There are thousands of snarky videos on YouTube which are popular. You know, those honest trailers or movie mistake videos. Those videos are getting hits because they know controversy sells. People like them. Great. Awesome. Most people start that way because they really don't know how to do anything else. But that's not what I want to do. And again, if it's trash, it's trash. And call it out for that. I get that too. But even in the comics that I haven't enjoyed, I try to find something in it that did work. Because if you can't do that, if you completely turn off and shut down, then guess what? Your opinion is lessened by that. I'd rather question and be objective even while I'm tearing something down than just shut off from a conversation and just say, I don't like it, and then what, never say anything else in the episode? How is that being part of the larger conversation, right? You got to try. You got to get into the meat of why you didn't like it or find a, find a few elements that you can like or can talk about because it shows listeners that you are willing to make the effort to do it differently. 
that you are willing to look at all the angles, that you are willing to not just be positive, but start from a place that starts a conversation. And guess what? By the end, you may find that you liked it more than you did, or you may find that you don't have a lot to say about it negatively because something other came out of the conversation. A lot of this goes back to what kind of podcast do you want to have? If you're being super casual, ignore everything I said in these past 20 minutes or whatever. If you're trying to really create a show or you're trying to rebrand your show or, you know, up your game or up the larger comics podcasting community, what kind of podcast do you want to have? Why does negativity need to be the thing um, that wins out? And just like I said, positivity doesn't mean be positive. When I say negativity, I don't just mean, uh, you know, picking out all the flaws. I just mean, you know, even in the, the, the most random conversations when they're like, hey, what did you think of that? It was okay, but I didn't like blah, 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 right? Why did you skip over it was okay? Okay, give me that part of the conversation first. Engage each other. If you have a co-host, engage your listeners with that information. Then go into the stuff that maybe you didn't like because, again, by the time you get there, you may not talk so much about that kind of stuff. So that's what I've always meant about be positive. It's not about being positive. It's just start from a place that is much more engaging because it is harder to do and it'll maybe up the conversation for comics podcasting and maybe put us in a different place than where we might have been in the last number of years or whatever. So there you go. That's my top five. What did you think of that? <laughs> Send me an email, peterthedailyrios.com. Go leave a comment on the website, uh, thedailyrios.com. Come follow me on Twitter, Peter J. Rios. If you liked what you heard in any of those podcast promos, go over and give their shows a listen as well. This has been The Daily Rios, episode 450. Can't wait to hear what you have to say about this episode, and I will talk to you soon.